Oh my god, my I can't believe I pitched Grayson Rodriguez. have the best sound bite of all time with that <laughs> mark right there what a way to start yeah what's going on everybody welcome back to the podcast welcome in to another episode of the triple play fantasy baseball show a proud member of underdog and the underdog fantasy family you could say we're fired up tonight Elsie bringing the energy to start the show here we got doc marty party and of course Elsie in the house Elsie, i'm gonna let you take the floor because i think People are going to listen to this episode, and that's going to be their first impression of it. So if you want to clear the air a little bit, the floor is yours. Uh, I have to uh, say that I almost didn't start Grayson Rodriguez because of how uh, inconsistent he's been. But, um, you know, he's a two-start week, and uh, they're, they're, they weren't like great starts. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to give him a try. Two-start week, I need the I need the pitching. Oh, my God. What? what? Is he, is he, what are they, what am I going to do now? I mean, I, I, I'm wondering, do you drop Grayson? No, maybe. Yes. Uh, Not in a 15 teamer. You got to hold them for there. They might send yeah. him down though. Doc's the, the insider. He's the one hanging out in right field. Mm-hmm. What yeah. have you heard? Have you made any jokes with him yet, Doc, where he smiled and now you keep him forever? Uh, no, not yet. I haven't gotten that close to any of the games. Attendance is still pretty high. Uh, I think they give him another outing or two. And then maybe they skip a outing in the rotation. Maybe they have him be a bullpen guy, like a bulk reliever. But speaking of Orioles, for those that can see the YouTube channel, nice little thrift store find right here. Orioles lamp for a fake fan. Ah. You're fake, David. I haven't switched my team three separate times. Is that as, where? Where's that going? Is that going next to your bed? Is that where you're putting that lamp? It's a nightlight. Maybe Marty. Yeah. Marty had the idea of just holding it for 50 years and then reselling it for more than I got it. I can see that. Yes, yeah, that's the businessman in him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I played uh, Grayson too. I played Rodriguez. Rough. Man, uh, Grayson's causing some pain here. We haven't even gotten to bring out your dead yet. So uh, there, there'll be a lot of pain on tonight's show. There'll also be a lot of players that made our jaw drops because you guys know we always start our show with our W.O.W. Players of the Week. Kicking things off with our first guy on the screen here, Mr. Schmidt of the San Francisco Giants. Over his last seven games, he's hitting 429 with a 429 OBP and a 679 slug. He's got one homer, four RBIs. I believe he actually had two RBIs in today's game. Uh, so that'll give him six over that time. He hit 293 with 21 homers and an 854 OPS between three minor league stops last season. So obviously there's a lot to like here, Marty. You said he was one of your players you drafted on your FPAS team, a 50 player or 50 round draft and hold. So this has been uh, one of your guys since before the season even started. I got him, man. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's been able to fill in for me. Um, yeah, I have him in the FPAS league. Um, he's been, I mean, sprint speed, 80th percentile, max exit velocity in the 80th percentile. He's got the two bombs, batting, you know, 417 already. No walks, so we'll see if that can develop at, as a, at a young rate. But the, he's not striking out. Uh, 12.5K percentage so far through those 36 at-bats. I'm liking everything I'm seeing, at, especially at third base, that, that deep. Yeah, he's it's definitely a position of need, and he's he's hitting 
Um, we got our boy Uncle Ted in the chat tonight. Uncle Ted, we've got a player on deck here that uh, we'll be talking about later. That uh, you're you're the captain of the ship of that player that we'll get to. Uh, so it'll be fun when we get there. But yeah, you got to pick up uh, Casey Schmidt. He is a uh, definitely a must add right now, as well as Mister Fletcher. Uh, right now, I wish the thing didn't cover up the first name because the first name oh I always forget at the top of my head. Uh, Dominic, Dominic Fletcher. Yeah, thank you, Dominic Fletcher. Over his last seven games, a 385, 385, 769 slash line, two home runs, 11 RBIs. He batted 313 and slugged nearly 500 in the minors over the last two seasons. And then over the weekend, he had a homer in back-to-back games with nine RBI, uh, just completely on fire. And little-known fact, he's the uh, brother of David Fletcher and very different profiles because David Fletcher did not hit home runs. And Dominic Fletcher hit two homers over the weekend. So... I believe a uh, little cheesecake you wanted to talk about Dominic Fletcher and if he's potential must add for your team. No, I don't think he's a must add. I think that Fletcher, um, I don't think he really has much more power than anybody's shown so far. He has two home runs. He's only, he only has two barrels also on the season. Um, his exit velocity is not elite. Um, he's a contact hitter. His, his own contact rate is elite. So I think you can expect him to have have good zone contact and potentially return pretty good batting average. I think expecting him to uh, have multiple two home run weekends would be expecting too much of Dominic Fletcher, but he started the last six games and that's, you know, that's not nothing. Yeah. And he's definitely, um, you know, keep an eye on him. The diamondbacks have a great young offense. They're actually, I believe second in the national league West as of this recording too. So, uh, they're going to play players right now that are hot and that are producing for him. So as long as Dominic Fletcher's in the lineup, uh, I would say in 15 team leagues, definitely somebody I'd be looking at anything shallower. I don't know if he's a must add, but someone to keep on your watch list for sure. The headline for this week though, might be Matt McLean of the Cincinnati Reds. One of their top prospects. He's going to make an infield of dreams for that team in the coming years with Christian and on strand and, of course, Matt McLean, Jonathan India slash Noel V. Marte, and Ellie De La Cruz. They have so many studs there, and he's going to be part of that. Only played two games so far in the bigs as of the when I made the, the stats page here. He's got a 250 batting average, 333 OBP, and 375 slug. An RBI, but thing to note in the minor leagues uh, right now this season, a 346, 464, 713 slash line with 12 homers and 10 steals over 168 plate appearances in AAA. Doc, Mac, uh, Matt McClain is definitely the crown jewel of this week's show. Is he somebody on your when you're making bids this week that you're going to throw some fab at? I mean, for sure, in a 15-team league and probably a 12-team league just because he can hit for some power, he can steal some bases. I am a little wary, though. I think we saw a lot of positive regression this year. From 2022 to 2023 in the minors, cut the K rate down from 28.1 to 19.7, and that's from double A to triple A. Last year, he had 27 stolen bases and three caught stealing. This year in triple A, 10 steals and five caught stealing. And now we're seeing that he's striking out, albeit it's a small sample size, much more at the major leagues. I do think he's someone that's talented and that you have to love that he plays in Cincinnati. And that lineup actually is probably middle of the pack, which is something we didn't think we'd be saying about Cincinnati at the beginning of the year. I don't think he's going to give you a lot of great power numbers. I do think he will give you some counting stats and some stolen bases, but I'm not breaking the bank for him. All right. Yeah, it's definitely, we got to see a little bit more of what he can do, but um, 
he's, I don't think he's going to go for the type of fab that some of these pitchers have been going recently. So uh, Matt McClain. Has there been a hitter that's gone for a lot of fab this year? I think the next one of the next hitters that will be Kyle Manzardo of the Tampa Bay Rays. I want uh, David, can you pull up his uh, picture real quick for me? His Yes. Um, now, does he at all look like Pete Alonzo? I could see it. Oh, good. You know, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit like Pete Alonso. Yeah, I could see it. That's all I can see. Hopefully, you can hit somewhat like him. But yeah. Um, Yeah. I I, I think the next one will be Kyle Manzardo because he's, they they say he's like a Vinny Pasquantino type of hitter. And the fact that, you know, he's going to be really good for categories for points leagues. He'll be really, I could see him going for a lot of fab. But yeah, there hasn't been too many hitters, I think, that have gone for that so far. Um, but it will be interesting to see a couple of honorable mentions that aren't going to be on the rundown, but uh, uncle Ted brings up some good points here. Uh, Robbie Grossman is potentially somebody to pick up. CJ Abrams is really far starting to find his stroke at the plate and Asturi Ruiz who leads the majors in steals right now. The only player with 20 steals had also had his first home run this past week. And uh, if for some reason in categories leagues, there's no way he's not signed, but in points leagues, he's I believe a top 20 outfielder in points leagues too. Um, so that's somebody if he's out there too to keep an eye on as well. Um, he's probably on pace for 80 stolen bases, which is wild. I think it's like in the 70s. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's people. He was, I think, the favorite to lead the league in steals, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, it was. Um, Wasn't the Corbin? I thought he was the betting yeah. favorite to lead the league in steals. A story. Uh, it was Acuna. Oh, was Acuna. I mean, Acuna is also on pace yeah. to have like 60 steals. So it, uh, crazy season uh, right now. Acuna's got to be the favorite to be MVP. Let's talk about some pitching. Let's talk about James Paxton. Yes, you remember James Paxton? He actually pitched his last start, five innings, four hits, two earned runs, a walk to nine strikeouts. Had 12 swinging strikes, 10 with his fastball, which was up four miles per hour from 2020 and it's highest on average since 2016. I don't know if he was super amped up for this start or just the, 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 uh, I forgot who he faced in that start, uh, but they didn't see him. Well, it's the Cardinals. it was the court. You're right. The Cardinals like, but they, they didn't see him well uh, or, or something. Cause James Paxton's interesting. He's one of the most added players across fantasy leagues since that outing. I got to ask you guys. And specifically I'll ask, I believe, uh, you, LC, I think you were talking, wanted to talk about Paxton. Uh, is he somebody that you would be rushing to the waiver wire to add? At, at a certain point with pitching, it becomes almost like any port in a storm. If you know, you want someone with any potential to be pretty good. And if Paxton can stay healthy for an entire season, I'm pretty sure he can be good. Um, now you're, I think you're dead on that, that increased velocity, it could have been because it was his first game back and he was pretty amped up and pretty, pretty stoked to be out there pitching. So, but it was nice to see that he had that. He went five innings against the Cardinals, nine K's. Um, his last healthy year, 2019 pitched 150 innings, 11 K's per nine. So if, if you're thinking, Hey, maybe I want to get one of these great rookies. If you can get your hand on James Paxton, I think it's about as good a chance as most of these rookies are coming up to produce a pretty good season. Don't do it. He's not going to stay healthy. Out of a, let's say you have a hundred dollars in Fab LC. What percentage of your Fab would you spend on him? Mm. 
I well, see, he was a bargain when I got him in Fab. I got mm-hmm. him for about fifty um, in one league, and I got him for forty-seven in another league. And so it wasn't that big of a buy. It was the same weekend as um, Bryce Miller, I think, or no, this just this past weekend as uh, mm-hmm. as Yuri, Yuri Perez. And uh, so people were focused on Yuri Perez. And I was able to sneak Paxton for a little bit less. He didn't go, he went for more than that in like the bigger leagues and like the main events. He was going for a lot more. But I got, if out of a hundred, if I had a hundred left out of a thousand, I'd put 15 or 20 on it. I'd put 20% of it. Okay. The big meatball. I had a hundred left. If I had spent 900 already, and I hope, (laughs) I hope I'd be okay. Uh, But like 15, yeah, he could be a difference maker. Elsie drinking that maple syrup. I like it. Uh, he's back on the mound doing big things, as well as Dane Dunning. Ted Talks, this Ted is talks. him. This is his guy. He's put the, his name in the chat, I believe, for the last three or four weeks. And he's finally looks like he's somebody we got to talk about here. Last start, six innings, four hits, one earned run to six strikeouts. Three starts as a replacement for DeGrom since he went down. And Dunning has allowed three runs on 14 hits and two walks, striking out 12 over his last 17 innings. I think we know what Dane Dunning is at this point. He's not going to be a high strikeout guy. He's not going to be a guy that goes super deep into games. He's not going to be guys that, that blows hitters away. But is he a guy that's entering the beyond the stream category and somebody that you can plug in to give you a solid four, five, six innings of solid ratios? Or is, is he just a, a ticking time bomb waiting to blow up here, Marty? The latter for me, a ticking time bomb. I'm sorry, Ted Talks. I know you've been, you know, boosting him up here for the last few weeks. X ERA 3.94 compared to his ERA of 1.69. Here's what scares me. He hasn't given up a home run yet. So over his whole career, he has routinely given up at least a home run per nine. He has not. So what what I'm seeing, he's just being extremely lucky at this moment because he's not striking people out. Career low, 16% strikeout rate. Um, his his walk rates dipped too to 4.9. So essentially, he's just only pitching to contact with everything that's going on with the shift and everything like that. If you're not striking people out at a high rate and you don't really have like good stuff to nip the corners, he's a ticking time bomb. Um, sorry, Ted, I'm staying away. All right, Dane Dunning, Marty's staying away. How many? If, if he has another two good outings, Marty, are you going to change your tune or no matter what, are you all in, all out, basically on him, no matter what? At no point. Ever will I be in Dane Dunning? <laughs> All right. Put it on. You can stamp it, Doc. Find the time code. Put it in there. Even if he's hey, even if he goes number one overall next year, I will never be in. I can't do it. Won't do it. The anti-Dane Dunning. What did he ever do to you, Marty? Nothing. <laughs> Just was like I to say, but I'm Mar- Dane Dunning made fun of Marty being in a ten-team league. That's what it was. That's well, that's why he's my alter ego. <laughs> Uh, Michael Waka is the last player of the night we'll talk about here. He's been surprisingly really good over his last three starts, 19 innings, six hits, one earned run, six walks to 18 strikeouts. He carried a no hitter into the eighth inning and threw seven shutout innings against the Royals, striking out career high 11 with 18 swinging strikes. Yes, that Michael Waka, uh, been very good for this Padres team, He's earned a rotation spot for one of the best offenses in baseball doc. Uh, it's kind of a Dane Dunning discussion here. I don't think he's necessarily going to go super deep into games most of the time. Not going to really give you a ton of Ks for the most part, uh, even though he did have 11 in his last start. 
Um, but maybe he's someone that can give you innings and, a, and some solid ratios. Are you, if you see him on the waiver wire, are you going to pick him up, Doc? First of all, I want to ask you guys, how old do you think Michael Walker is? Uh, I'll say he's 31. Can I see the photo again? Uh, yeah, he is right here. 28. No idea. Yeah, thirty. He is 31. I always felt like he was older, like 34, 35. He's been in the league a while. He has been in the league a while. So I do like what I see from Michael Waka. He's on pace to throw the most innings. <laughs> he's he's said, not like baseball that Waka 62. <laughs> <laughs> he honestly could be. Um, He's on pace to throw the most innings since 2017 when he was 25 years old. He His home runs per nine are down to 0.8. Um, he's been pitching to weak contact, 89th percentile and hard hit, 81st in exit velocity. But I think he's in the stream category. The 11 strikeouts were against the Royals. Then he had a good game against the Twins, a good game prior versus the Reds in San Diego. But when you look at some of the tougher matchups he had this year at Arizona, gave up five earned in four innings versus the Brewers, seven earned in four innings versus Colorado, four earned. So I think he's kind of a matchup dependent guy, you know, obviously ride the stretch now. And with a couple arms that have gone down recently, if he's available, get him because he will pitch innings, but maybe a sell high guy, maybe someone that you scoop up in a 12, 15 for sure. 10, I think he's in that streamer category. All right. Uh, interesting to note. Um, Mark Vientos just hit his first career home run, as uh, Marty put in our chat. Just got called up today, uh, bringing offense to the Mets. And Elsie would like to give the nickname. Go. What would you like to call Michael Waka, Elsie? Waka's nickname, I don't know how it can be anything, but Fozzie with that beard. And you know, Waka Waka. That's what, <laughs> that's what Fozzie says. Art's given a ton of good sound bites in this episode. <laughs> I used to think Art looked like I used to think Art looked like Michael Waka a little bit. Like the smile was a little. You don't look similar. anything alike. What are you talking about? I thought you were gonna say Fonzie. You know what? If you look at Art Fonzie. from years ago, the beard, uh, the smile is similar. The beard, yeah, uh, yeah, the, just the just the smirk, the smile. The smirk. <laughs> I, when Art was thirty-one, he looked like he looked. When Art was 31, he probably looked similar to how Michael Walker does now. Yeah. And then Walker. Until to Walker or to Art? I, I don't care. I, I, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Let's uh let's go really quickly through the most added players courtesy but of CBS. His nickname is not a- what is it, Doc? His his nickname gotta be Waka Flocka Flame. I think we said that for him last year, if I'm not mistaken. Call him whatever we want. He's pitching well. Um, and look what he turned into this year. Most added players, Yuri Perez is already in 80, added in 86 total percent of leagues, 56 this past week. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a player up at 86% that quickly from probably what was close to zero. That, that's pretty nuts. But if you added in 56% of leagues, Christopher Morell, Casey Schmidt, Matt McLean, Dane Dunning, James Paxson, Dominic Fletcher, and JP France are your most added players. Looking at the most dropped players, again, a lot of times injuries lead this category, but the Twins had two guys at the top. Number one is the guy that I loved going into the year, Jose Miranda, option to AAA, dropped in 25% of leagues. Tyler Molly out for the year, Tommy John surgery. 
Jack Sawinski, Eric Lauer, Matt Mervis, Brandon Fat, Drew Rasmussen, and Jose Alvarado are your most dropped players. Matt Mervis with the home run today, though, off the flagpole. So don't give up on him yet, folks. Scoop him up. Nope. I think Lauer and Lauer's getting moved to the bullpen. I think he could start flourishing there. I think like you have him pitch for two or three innings and he gets to throw harder uh, and not lose his velocity. I think he could be a, like one of those guys that you could add as like a spark. Um, or, you know, one of those guys that like, will you know, um, you'll pick up that will kind of piggyback and give you some, picked up, I think he picked up a win this week doing that. Did he really? I have to yeah. double check that. Yeah. He's, he seems like a, a better long relief guy in the bullpen for sure. And Jose Alvarado is already throwing for the Phillies. So he could be yep. back soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly, we're going to look at the schedule. Just note seven or six games for every single team next week. There's not a team that plays more than seven or less than six. So it's pretty much a normal week all around in terms of scheduling. Uh, so nothing you have to really do there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Vientos, as uh, our buddy Toby Z2 Fantasies here, Toby. In, just hit a 400 foot bomb. So it was a blast. JP France got blasted today. I, last time I checked, he gave up five earned. So I'm sure he'll be on the most drop list next week. People will have enough of him. And, uh, Gnostic baseball said Alec Thomas sent down today too. Alec Thomas, I got b- blasted on Twitter for not having Alec Thomas in my top 75 outfielders going into the season. And uh, they were like mean about it too. They were coming at me. They're like being like, man, who, who could listen to a guy that doesn't have Alec Thomas in their top 75, but they have uh, uh, Tommy Ed, or um, not Tommy Emmett. Um, uh, I can't think of his name for the Mets. Um, Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham. No, Tommy Pham. They're like, who has Tommy Pham over Alec Thomas? Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I, I saved those receipts. David, did fans (laughs) yell at you? Did they scream at you? What? Did did the people on Twitter, did they yell at you? Did they scream at you? Are you trying to like, I don't know what that reference is to. Oh, my God. Oh, it's to the guy that you on Twitter that you told me is annoying. (laughs) <laughs> I know that I have no idea who it is that I've never met that I didn't know who that was. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I got you. I got you. Uh, let's go ahead and Elsie, you can go ahead and, and um, we've got some people that have been causing pain this past week and we need you to, uh, to help us reset. Uh, so let's talk about some bring out your dead here. Yes. Yes. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. This is uh this might be kind of a themed themed week. Um, because uh, once again, Jose Abreu is is causing a lot of pain. We have a lot of people feeling the Jose Abreu hate right now. Marty Marty Sikulski, uh, our very own uh, um, uh, draft draft partner for uh, Underdog Drafts, uh, talking about Abreu and Hayden Wesneski, another guy who's been who's been breaking hearts all over this country. Uh, Doc talked about this is this is my favorite. Doc talked. I will say Jose Abreu every week until he hits a home run. I think he he meant that as like maybe a challenging good thing. I'll, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna will his his home runs. But uh, I told Doc he can plan that for <laughs> for part for of me wants. Already. Part of me hasn't dropped Jose Abreu in our 12 team home league because I want to continue complaining about him each week. And I can't complain about him if he's not on my team. <laughs> it's good. I mean, I, 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 for you doc and for the listeners at home, I mean, David, you're the best talky wordy person on our, on our podcast. 
Can you describe the beard that that so disgusts Doc? I, I have a picture of it up here on on the on the screen for those listening at home. It's like pubic hair. <laughs> oh, Thank no. you. It's pubic. <laughs> oh, poor poor Abreu. He's having a, a rough season. He hasn't. Uh, he, he's not hitting the fastballs. Everyone's uh, everyone's. He's not catching up to the fastballs. Our, in Houston, we have our H-Town fans. I love this. H-Town forever. Jose Abreu looks like he couldn't hit a beach ball right now. Comes back again. Dude can barely even hit air. Uh, I, I love bringing that flame. We all love the flame. Get it out here because, you know, I know you in Houston are feeling it. What are we seeing with Abreu right now? Why is he doing so poorly? There was a great uh, tweet that was – uh, first outline in CBS Sports article, I looked at it, and it was uh, this Josh Stroh's account where they were talking about um, they, they compared two pitches, two pitch locations, and um, similar pitches and two swings, and they thought that maybe they could see some sort of a leg injury. Now, hard to say. Uh, the first one in 2020, Abreu hits a home run. Second one, he flies out to out foul ball in right field. He, he flies out. Hard to say. Maybe he was sitting on it, but one thing you can say, and I think you could see it on these pictures here, um, and I'll describe it to you. He's more closed off on as he starts his swing, and he's more upright as he starts his swing in 2023. And one thing that I noticed as well uh, is that, and uh, I, I got a good picture of it here up on the YouTube's, but I'll describe it. He's not he he's not locking out that front leg. That's the source of your power, really. That locking out your front leg is in 2020 where he got around on that, his hips opened cleanly, he was connected on the chain, and that front leg locked out into the power position. All the power is there. Now he's kind of, you know, leading with his hands and trying to make good contact, maybe because he's feeling a bit overmatched, maybe because he is injured, maybe that knee isn't feeling too good. Really tough to say, um, you know, and uh, uh, just hard hard to know when he's going to turn it around, but um, hard to drop him too. But he's I, I we called him last week. Perhaps you know I'd understand a drop. Perhaps I'd understand it now. You know he's just not hitting the ball with authority. Uh, also suggested Joe G. I love the Italian flag, Joe G. Thank you for suggesting Manny Machado. Yeah, I mean I've made this slide before the news today about Manny's hand in, hand injury, and it's just you know worse upon worse going to be out for a while um, for from uh, from getting hit on the hand uh, but he was already not showing good uh, good plate good numbers here he his Zeke his own contact was similar to last season his own swing rate is down but in line with his career what you're seeing was his barrel rates were at a career worst and his line drive rates were down a lot 20 percent last year down to 15 percent this year, that hand injury, not going to be helping the power. Um, but, uh, you know, Manny, hopefully he can sit out, get that healthy. You got to know he's going to get right. He's a 30 home run bat almost every season since about 2014. Yeah. Uh, it's, they said he's day to day. So we'll, we're not going to sure what's going to happen with him. Um, Framber Valdez only two non-quality starts at home, and he couldn't pick the jersey he wanted to wear uh, for Framber Valdez. I, I, there was a question in the chat that I, I do want to bring up here. It's also from someone I don't recognize. Uh, Paul Matthews, first, welcome to the stream, my friend. Um, Alec Manoa is on life support. 
I think you guys talked about a little bit about him last week, but I am curious right now. If you have Alec Manoa on your team, how much longer are you putting up with what we're seeing here? I think he had seven walks in his last start. Velocity is down. He was never high velocity to begin with, not striking anybody out. And the walks are, are still, again, sky high. Like At some point, he's just clogging up a spot on your bench. Do you at any point are you dropping him? Like I've seen Jack Flaherty get dropped in a ton of leagues, then he had his good start and got picked back up. When is he going to get the Jack Flaherty treatment? Okay, so right now from Manoa, I'm not starting him, but I'm definitely in a 15 team league. I'm not dropping him. Now everything scares me though. K rate 16.4, walk rate 15.0. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen almost like an equal strikeout rate to walk rate. So that's very scary. X ERA is 6.51. So there's no way you you can start him right now. I would hold him in a 15 team league, a 12, 10 team. I could see you dropping him. Like I don't, or just holding him on your bench. No one, no one, no one's going to trade for him. So, and you can't start him. So I don't know what you do. What about if someone offers you Zach Eflin? I think I would take Zach. Rationally, it's actually not a I'm good. Keeping, it it, it makes sense Manoa. to do it. I, I could see someone doing it, but like for how much you invested in Manoa, there's also that like that part inside of you. You know, when you invested so much in somebody, you don't want to let them go for that. But mm-hmm. I think Zach Eflin is the type. I mean, it's definitely selling low, but I think Zach Eflin's not a bad pitcher, and he's mm-hmm. pitching for the Rays. I, I think I would make that move if, if Manoa turns it around. I'll stand there like a clown, but yeah, I think I I'll hold, take Eflin. I would hold Manoa only be for longevity purposes. I don't think Eflin's going to make it another 120 innings. Yeah, I was going to say Eflin's been on the IL this year. I mean, Manoa's also had really tough matchups. Yankees at Phillies at Red Sox versus Mariners at Yankees versus Rays. He's done well in his good matchups, which I mean, there haven't been many of them, but he's also kind of pitched to a rough schedule and i know he plays in the al east but like that means he most of his matchups walk. are done you know like most of his al east matchups are done if that's he's already done those because so you only mm-hmm. get two yeah like times he, through he, this time. at kansas at kansas city seven innings one hit i mean he did give up four walks and five k's but that was his only win on the season like let him let him get a little bit of the easier teams i feel like mm-hmm. i mean, think pretty- like well, I mean, the the thing that most people are talking about is like it's possible he can't keep up with the pitch clock because of he's not in the best shape pitching. You know, he's he's had to be sped along there, but he's, I think it's up four or five seconds. He's pitching quicker. Yeah. So you know, what about Manoa or Bybee? Manoa. Manoa. I would Manoa in that one, but it's close. Yeah, and look, I mean, Manoa right now has a 3.33 ERA on the road and an 8.50 ERA at home. Mm-hmm. So pushing in those fences. What's So oh, so his home run uh, per nine. In uh, rookie year, 0.97. Last year, 0.73. This year, 1.6. So he's pretty much doubled it. So the home run's killing him right now mm-hmm. on top of those walks. He needs, a, he needs to get his command going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to watch what he does. Uh, I don't have any Alec Manoa in any league. so I Me neither, unfortunately, but fortunately. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's go and let's talk about uh, – let's go to the doctor's office and who Doc is recommending to stream. By the way, 
I listened to Doc Streamers last week, not on the show, and there was one huge blow up last week to the ERA because he picked Matt Boyd to stream. You know what? Sometimes and when you go to the doctor's office, okay, they might not you know tell what, you what you're looking for. You know what that ERA was doing? Well, let me get the graphic up. It was blowing up like a balloon, that season-long ERA. What's yeah, going to pop? Yeah, David, you want to know what the ERA was for last week when you include that? What? 3.94. Thank you very oh, much. It's getting close to four, Doc. That's mediocrity. 16, 16 innings, 3.94 ERA, went one and two with a 1.12 whip and nine Ks. The nine Ks I am not proud of. But... Keep in mind, these are owned in less than 50% of ESPN leagues. Starting out, King Louie, the 14th, Varland from David's Twins, owned in 8.9% of ESPN leagues. Please don't blow up on me. He faces an Angels team that are 2-5 and five in their last seven, about to be 2-6 and six as I hear them losing in the backyard of Camden Yards. At least six innings, or at least six Ks in all four outings, and he's gone at least five and three out of those four. And I like that he throws four pitches, and I hope that he throws the slider a little bit more because hitters are hitting .63 against that. So love to see when a pitcher has a pitch that effective. The next, and this is kind of a gut call, Troanzi Contreras owned in 6.8% of ESPN leagues. He's gone at least five and seven out of eight games, so he's been eligible for the win. The one game that he didn't, he was two outs short of it. Now, he had 1K last time against the Nationals, but I'd say four to six is what we've seen in his range. He's had a season high of eight, so you know that can be the upside that he's had from there. And the Diamondbacks have a 312 OBP on the road. Their batting average is 256, so they're going to swing. And I'm going to take Rowanzi Contreras over the Diamondbacks. Hopefully, that's not a Matthew Boyd type game. And then the last is Tanner Bybee owned in 16.9% of ESPN leagues. The control is great, 89th percentile for walks. He's allowed one home run in 22 innings pitched this season. And the Mets, below 500. I don't think we're talking enough about them spiraling. Now, obviously, they've been hit with injuries on the pitching side, but the hitting has been underwhelming also. Pete Alonso's batting average is uh, career low. Francisco Lindor has been cold this year. I don't think we've slandered him at all yet on these shows. They've only scored five plus in five out of 16 games in May. So I'm going to take Mr. Bybee against the Mets as my third streamer. I was listening because I live close to New York. So like the the teams that I hear like around here are the Mets and Yankees. And um, they were like on talk radio today saying like, uh, like, 30 days, they have 30 days to turn it around, or they, they're like saying, like, uh, Buck Walter is going to be shown the boot. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to think that. It's crazy. Like, I mean, in all sports, there is no leash for anybody with underperformance. Like, coaches, managers, it's the turnaround is crazy. I know the NBA is not an NBA show, but, like, coach of the year, like, people from a couple of years ago are getting fired. Managers that are – good managers that have led teams to success have one or two years of just underperformance. And most likely it's just the players just not performing and they get the boot. Like we're, it's a very cutthroat type of time for sports. If you're a coach or manager of a team, it's almost like it's better serves you to be a coach on a bad team because expectations aren't as high. Well, Steve, Steve Cohen spent 
spend a ton of money. He wants them to win this year. And yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not performing up to standards, but mm-hmm. I, I can understand firing buck. Of course I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, get someone younger in someone who might have more energy. I don't know. I, I thought buck was a weird hire for them last year. Yeah, definitely. They might need a new voice in there. So we'll have to see what happens with them. But Marty, let's go ahead and let's talk about two start pitchers because we know Doc's been itching at the bit to see who you got. As always, yes, he is. So we are going to start with the no doubters. And this week, it's a light no doubters. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you what um, the dates. So May 22nd through the 28th, these are the two start pitchers. Yes, starting with the no doubters, um, Mr. Look at those quads, Dave. David, I know I, I know you're in the gym six, six, seven days out of the week. So <laughs> those are some pretty impressive quads, I'm yeah. sure, even for you. Uh, Spencer <laughs> Strider versus the Dodgers versus Phillies. I don't care who Strider's playing. He's either one or two, um, the best uh, fantasy baseball pitcher in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett Cole versus Baltimore versus San Diego. You got to start both of them. Duh. Hard-hitting analysis there. Uh, the shit starts. Um, Zach Wheeler versus the Diamondbacks versus the Braves. Justin Steele versus the Mets versus Cincy. Eduardo Rodriguez at Kansas City versus the White Sox. Dylan Cease at the Guardians at Detroit. Alex Cobb at Minnesota versus Milwaukee. Bailey Ober versus the Giants versus the Blue Jays. Corbin Burns. I think it might be the first time he's not been a must-start. Yeah. Um, 21% K percentage has been pretty brutal for everybody. Uh, versus Houston versus the Giants. Luis Castillo versus Oakland versus Pittsburgh. And Christian Javier at the Brewers at Oakland. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... One of these things is not like the other. Is that a song or is that Alex Cobb in this section? <laughs> that throw you off there? See, Mr. Alex Cobb, Mr. 2.97 XERA. The sixth best home run per nine ratio. The highest ground ball rate at 62.4. Now, the K percentage is only 20.4, so that has been making me a little nervioso, but he's been really good. I mean, if you're in a 12 or a 15-team league, you, you got to start. Where are you seeing that XDRA? Because on Fangraphs, that XDRA is 3.63. I got it from uh, the the pitcher list, so it may, it may not have been updated from – I know it was two days ago, but – yeah, I mean, I'm starting him even even at that. I mean, at Minnesota versus Milwaukee. I mean, at Minnesota and Milwaukee is a little risky. Not for me. Go ahead. Why, why is it risky? You need to explain yourself because more times out of ten, I'm right. So I need to hear. I need to hear why you're right. Tell me. Um, I don't agree with you that you are more often right than I am. Uh, maybe we'll start keeping. Uh, a standing count on that. Like I said, I mean, the XERA is 3.63. I Still well the below K the, ER, the, the league average of 4.50. So 3.6 XERA so far. So good. Okay. A whip, a whip at 1.35. I think that the twins and brewers are kind of tougher matchups. Like usually put a should start when somebody has an easy start, at least on there, like Christian Javier, at Oakland, like that's a given. Like, you know, at Detroit, at Kansas City, for, you know, when the Mets or when the Reds have to play on the road, like those are all easy ones. I think Minnesota and Milwaukee are two middle of the pack teams in terms of offense. 
The yeah. Brewers are the yeah. number one team in the NL Central, and the Twins have some guys that can hit for. I mean, you're facing two teams that are tops at their division. Brewers exactly 100 uh, WRC plus, so they're only an average offense. Ooh, Burns is seven Ks tonight. I didn't realize that. I, how many innings? Uh, I think it's like the fourth or the fifth. I'll double check that. Yeah, Minnesota 104 WRC plus, so two average offenses. Okay, we shall revisit. I'm going to make a note on this. Does Alex Cobb having five walks last night scare you, Marty? No, that was that, and that's the big blow up. That's why his whip for the year has been uh, higher than uh, than usual. I'm not I'm not an Alex Cobb kind of guy, but I don't think it's too risky to start him for next week. If you're in a 15 team league, there's no way you're not starting him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just 15, no way. 15, of course. That's what we talk about. If I talk about a 10 team league, I get in trouble. What about 12? <laughs> what about 12? Dang, Corbin Burns gave up three earned runs tonight in six innings with seven strikeouts. That's that's bad for him. I mean, it's it's been good for him this year, but yeah. we'll take it. All right, moving on. Risky business with the um the cover athlete of uh, Jose Brio, who I do like, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been tough for that 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 man. Uh, verse, uh, so starting with uh, Chris Bassett at Tampa Bay at Minnesota, Dustin May at Atlanta at Tampa Bay left today's game with right elbow pain. Oh, you never want to see that, especially with Dustin May. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully he'll be OK. Uh, stay tuned, listeners. And, you know, if, if you have them, just, you know, stay on the uh, the updates. See what see what's going on with them. Mackenzie Gore, he, he's starting. I'm starting to lean towards that. Mackenzie Gore is a professional baseball player and he should be mm-hmm. in the league um, versus San Diego at Kansas City. Cody Senga at Chicago Cubs at Colorado. Yuri Perez at Colorado at Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Jose Barrios at Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Edward Cabrera at Colorado at the Angels. Graham Ashcraft versus St. Louis at the Cubs. Marco Gonzalez versus Oakland versus Pittsburgh. Mike Clevenger at the Guardians at Detroit. Brady Singer versus Detroit versus Washington. And Michael Lorenzen at the Royals versus Chicago. And what you'll see for those last three, Clevenger, Singer, and Lorenzen, Usually they would be like a, a pretty much you know take a seat for me, but every one of those have back to back great matchups. Uh, Clevenger, Cleveland's ranked 29th versus righties. Detroit dead last 30th versus righties. Brady Singer versus Detroit, and then Washington, and then Lorenzen at the Royals versus the White Sox. KC uh, ranked third worst, and the the White Sox ranked eighth worst versus righties. So. I could see you rolling the dice in a, in a larger league with them, but it's still um, usually would be sits. But man, those are some uh, really good matchups there. Then lastly, take a seat. Oh, why'd you have to take him as the hey, Mister Sean Manaya? Great to see you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope things turn around for you. Um, but yeah, uh, here are the, the the take a seats: Taiwan Walker versus the Diamondbacks at the Braves. Sean Manaya at the Twins at Milwaukee. Kyle Bradish at the Yanks versus Texas. Luis Ortiz versus the Rangers at the Mariners. Steven Matz at the Reds at the Guardians. Austin Gomber versus the uh, Marlins versus the Mets. Tommy Henry at Philly versus Boston. Peyton Battenfield versus the White Sox versus St. Louis. Jared Schuster versus the Doyers versus Philly. Kyle Moeller at Seattle versus Houston. Corey Bradford at Pittsburgh at Baltimore. 
Luis Medina at Seattle versus Houston. Josh Fleming versus Toronto versus Dodgers. And lastly, Chase Anderson versus the Miami Marlins. And then lastly, the Mets. That will round out your take a seats for next week. All right. Uh, most part, I think you're spot on there, Mr. Tallman. Good I'm job always with- right. Always. Even when I'm wrong. Gosh, and he wonders why I just look for opportunity. There you go. Uh, Doc, I believe we're going to head into your segment, or what is next on our little docket here? We do have our round table, of course, but is it? are we going straight to Marty's Marty's party? Is that what's next on our, our schedule here? Yeah, I mean, end with the round table, right? All right, let's go to Marty's party then. Let's take a trip. This would be the perfect time for your sound. I need the soundboard back, man. I feel you guys, like I, if you one of you guys, I can tell you what the link is. You just had, you guys would have to do it on your computer. I'm not a DJ. I can't be in the mix. It's it's D Mendy in the mix. With one of us uh, will screw it up. Unfortunately, my school blocks all these sites on this computer. DJ D Mendy. If you're DJ listening D. to this, start a GoFundMe for David so he can get a new laptop. <laughs> like, all my money's going to towards <laughs> a baby and eventually a house. Yeah, he yeah. would. He would. He would misappropriate those funds toward his house (laughs) all right uh this is marty's party so this is coming up for this weekend who's invited this week let's take a look here uh taylor walls versus the brewers so taylor walls second base third base shortstop eligible i mean he's in the best he's on the best hitting team in baseball 66 percent rostered on the year he has seven home runs seven stolen bases slashing 281 370 641 Playing Milwaukee three games at uh, or playing at home three games versus Milwaukee and no Corbin Burns, so you don't really have to worry about the uh, the best pitcher on the team. You should be able to to move pretty uh, quickly through there. Number two, Marcel Ozuna maybe won't win Husband of the Year, but he might be a good streamer <laughs> for this weekend. Eighteen percent rostered, six home runs over the last fourteen days, which is absolutely outrageous. He's got three games home games this weekend uh, versus Seattle. He's only 18% roster, so in your deepest league, he may be a good pickup if you need some power. And then uh, lastly, Nick Prado at uh, the Chicago White Sox for three great, uh, for three games on Kansas City. First base, outfield eligible, 24% rostered, 328 on the year. He just stole a base today. He's got two home runs. Hey, out of those three, as I always go around the, the, um, the horn here, Doc, who would you – who would you invite to my party? It's an exclusive. We're gonna have a small gathering here. Only you know, friends, maybe some uh, some family. That's it. So we're only inviting one person. One person gets to make an appearance this weekend. Well, it's not Marcelo Zuna because, in addition to being a bad husband, he has multiple DUIs, and Marty doesn't want those legal consequences. So Marcel Ozuna, you are not welcome. And Nick Prado, you know Marty. I feel like you'll like him, but he's a Royal. And I feel like you wouldn't include someone in your division when there's options of AL East people and Taylor walls that you can play to the window, to the walls. And he I would wrote be that there. down on my sheet. Damn it. Doc. <laughs> That's how I was going to close it out. Ah. Yeah. So I, it's just like, I know you really well. And um, for that reason, Taylor walls, welcome to the party. D Mendy. Um, I'm with Doc. I, I think it, once he put the the lot the line out there to the window to the walls, I, I'm already in. To the window to the Taylor walls. Art. 
You know something? Who would you I, invite? I, I, I got. I want to hear who you, who you would want to come. I want Nick Prado to come. I feel like <laughs> I feel like my man's gonna enjoy a nice nice bowl of pasta with me at the yeah. party. We're gonna make some pasta. He's gonna hit some home runs. Feast on that Chicago pitching. But uh, Nick Prado, yeah, he seems like a fun guy. Nice guy, big guy like that. You always want a big guy around you. Taylor Walls, come on, he's puny. He's my size. <laughs> I like that. I mean, you make a really good point for Nick, but Taylor <laughs> to the window. Yeah. To the walls. To the walls. <laughs> You're coming. That's what drops down my walls. <laughs> that is on point. So, Taylor, come to the party, buddy. Marty, it's like, here. Marty, it's like I know you. And I just, I could sense that you had that from there. You could see me in eighth grade, all sweaty at the dance, singing that song out loud. Oh yeah. Grinding on someone. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? It was really dark in there. There's so many good <laughs> names. I have a burger with Jake Berger next week. Um, I want to show this really quick. So Toby does a really good graphic work and, you know, he's had real life stuff going on. He's do a lot of cool edits for us. Still with, still part of the team. Just sent me this in the DMs for doctor's office. I want to get Doc's live reaction to looking at this. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, dude. It, he killed it. My badly uh, photoshopped one. Yeah, it, it's so much better. I'll, I'll make sure that's uploaded into the graphics for next well done, week. Toby is the man. Uh, good to always have him in the chat. And again, he's does you, amazing Toby. stuff with graphics. I'll make sure you guys are following him at Z2 Fantasy on Twitter. Um, I, I, let's get let's get to the roundtable. That's our last segment of the night. Um, I'm interested in what's on the docket. All right, fellas, grab your glasses of wine, put your pipes down, put on the glasses, turn on the fire, and we're here for a roundtable. Now, as we've discussed throughout the year, there has been a multitude of injuries, and mm-hmm. everybody has been affected in some capacity whether you play redraft or dynasty. Now we're always talking from the seller's perspective. Are you going to sell? Are you going to hold? But we don't really talk about from the buyer's perspective of what you would give for these pitchers. So I have three pitchers from a redraft and three pitchers from a dynasty perspective. And I want you to tell me if you would trade or what you would trade for them and how comfortable you'd be with their expectations, you know, moving forward, whether it be this year or from a long-term perspective. So the first guy we're going to talk about is Max Freed. So Max Freed is on the IL because of a strained forearm. And it's likely that he's going to be on the IL a couple months. They did not say it is season ending. Uh, and just for reference, Kyle Wright said that he would be out longer than Max Freed and is about out two, two and a half months. So let's say a July time frame for Max Freed. David, I'm going to start with you. What would you feel comfortable giving up for him? For Max Freed? Yeah, in redraft. Um, it could be hitter or pitcher. Real, may I ask this? Is it head-to-head or is it roto? Well, that that's a good way of interpreting. Okay. If that's going to change how you're going to – if you wouldn't give as much for one league for the other. Um. Let's see. For Freed right now, I'm just kind of like pulling up a list of pitchers. Artie and Mart, you can. Um, yeah. Artie and Mart. Marty and Art, you guys can jump in. Marty awesome. and Artie. It, it could be Mart, and then it'll be both of us. Oh. 
know, Mark. Um, yeah. So Max Freed in a head to head, I'm a lot more aggressive because it's possible he comes back in two months and you have him for if you're like a top four team in a head to head league, you know, you got him for the last month and maybe the playoffs, which is the most important part of it. Mm-hmm. So there I'm looking a lot more aggressive. Um, in Roto, I I can't nope. imagine. I, I, I'm not sure what I would give up for him. What about Alec Manoa? No, I would no. keep. I would. I would keep Manoa. Um, and I don't. It's hard for me to do pitchers like like trade a pitcher for another pitcher. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have yeah. had success with that in your league before, but it seems difficult. I mean, but like, yeah. What about okay? Let's try to find the right range then. So I would let's say like a Rowdy Telez. I think Jose I Abreu. <laughs> I mean, that's. I would give up Jose Abreu to get Max Freed, for sure, especially in a head-to-head yeah. league. Maybe in a roto, in a roto league, I I don't know. I'm worried that he's not going to be back. And That's what I'm saying. So I don't yeah. think you get much for him right now. That's why I'll throw some names at you. Kodai Senga. I'd for, rather have Senga. Senga. Although it's, I'll say this: Senga's um, walk rate, which has been absolutely terrible this year, and that's the reason why he's had the the most blowups. Because right now it's at fourteen point one. Mm-hmm. Now over 13, 1,340 innings in the J- Japanese league. Cause I was looking this up earlier. Um, he had a 3.4 walk to nine ratio. So he's always been bad mm-hmm. with his command. Okay, this, it's let only me, gotten worse here. Let me ask you guys from a hitter perspective, would you give up JD Martinez for max free JD Martinez DH only can go in your utility spot? Yeah. I don't want any JD Martinez on my team. Um, I think, I think if I have a, I think that's a decent, I, I'd try that. Yeah, maybe. Remember when uh, you guys were talking about uh, Dane or no, JD Martinez? No, I'd probably, yeah, I'd also probably Ross lower, yeah. Gonzalez, <laughs> and one is at least in the majors. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I can't. Danny Martinez hasn't been that bad. I think he has four home runs this year. He's just been, he just got off the injured list. Um, hopefully he's going to start hitting again. I don't know. What about Actually, Sean Mania? Would you give up Sean Mania? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think. For one of these guys, like I would trade if I had an excess. Like if I was sitting in excess and I had like an extra closer in a roto league, sure, I'd trade a, a closer for a stash, something like that. If I felt like I needed a starter, like I, I think that's the easiest trade to make for you. Like, what are you giving up? Like, do I have five good outfielders and I might be able to snatch one off of the waiver wires this season? I can give up an outfielder. That, that's the way that I that's how I look at my roster when I'm looking mm-hmm. for a trade. Alex Cobb. I would take Cobb for the next two, three months in I'd a row. Cobb. I yeah. I mean, you know the Braves have World Series aspirations, so that's why I think they'll be extra careful with Freed. And I don't see him pitching anything meaningful till probably the very end of the season. They'll probably I could see them like basically saving him and then like ramping him up like the last month of the year to get ready for the playoffs. Okay. How about Riley green? Who would you rather have? Who's been hot. He's hitting like just under 300 now. I'll I think I'd have, Riley green. I think a lot, Riley of singles, green. a lot of doubles, not a lot of power and not, I haven't seen the stolen bases yet, but yeah, I, th- I would take Riley green. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to our next guy. And this was a David guy last year. It was Brandon Woodruff, who was off to a great start to begin the season through two outings, he was 1-0, a .79 ERA, a .88 whip, and 12 Ks. And then all of a sudden, his shoulder, his subscapular strain came out of nowhere. 
Now, he was moved to the 60-day IL recently. It didn't affect the recovery time, but just means that he won't be able to return until the end of June. And there, the update on the MRI, it's very positive relative to what it could have been. So mm-hmm. some ambiguity right now. Brandon Woodruff um, has been SP1 caliber in certain stretches in his career. Showed very good stretches before he was hurt this year. How, what would you guys give up for him? I got Woodruff as more uh, more enticing to trade for than Freed, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm comparing the two. Um, I like Woodruff over them. I, I'd give up more for Woodruff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably look to give up a hitter for him. J.D. Martinez for Woodruff. I don't know if that'd get it done. Um, I like what him. What about uh, John Gray? Who would you rather have? And a roto like John Gray right now for a couple months before Woodruff gets it back, or I think it's it's context. Like if I'm, I mean, all of it is. That's what makes it hard for yeah, trades. If, if I'm in first place, I'll I'll trade for Woodruff so I can wait. If I'm fighting for a playoff spot and I'm like you know eighth or ninth place right now, I can't afford to wait for him, and I I probably need the the John Gray right now. So that's where I think, to be honest, it, it comes down to for me is like where you are in the standings. It's also, and I've done this a few times, DL, an IL for IL trade, like a stash for a stash. If 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 someone has a hitter, if you have a hitter and you see that they have Woodruff and you need pitching and they need hitting and you can trade your stash for stash, like those types of trades do sometimes come up and work. Um, like I, I'm trying to think if there's a, a hitter that might come back later this season that might be a good comp for one of these pitchers. Um, I don't know. Trevor story is probably too late in the season. Someone like that. Uh, yeah, probably too late in the season. I don't know. Trevor story for, for Brandon Woodruff for Max freed. I think I'd rather have Woodruff or freed. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm yeah. I'm not, not I'm, I, I'd have to look that up. It's interesting though. Very interesting. What about someone like Jordan? I mean, let's say you're in a 15-team league, like a deeper league. Would you give up someone like Jordan Walker that obviously was drafted pretty high, got demoted, and mm-hmm. has a chance to get called up again? Yeah. And we're talking about redraft, of course. I would I would do that, definitely. Find someone who believes in Jordan Walker, for sure. What about for uh, going back to Woodruff, Stanton or Woodruff? Giancarlo Stanton Whoa. updates. Woodruff, says, come on. What about come on. what about Tristan McKenzie or Woodruff? Oh, that's so. T- I'll take uh, I'll take Woodruff. McKenzie, no is, love for sticks. I I've been holding McKenzie in one league, uh, and they keep it's been pushed back. It, the the timeline keeps getting seems like it keeps getting pushed back. Yeah, it sucks, man. He, I think he was going to really break out this year too. Tristan McKenzie, I think was all had it all in would place. Would you trade Miles Michaelis if you needed to win? Would you Miles Michaelis for Woodruff? I would trade Miles Michaelis. I'll trade Miles Michaelis for a bag of tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what about this, Merrill Kelly? Ooh, Merrill. I like Kelly. I'm keeping Merrill. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a good one though. Um, what about Severino? Oh. No, nah, I'm taking Woodruff. Oh, Tristan 
We'll begin a rehab assignment. Whoa. Two hours ago, this came down. Those are, nah, I still don't believe it until I see it. They said Michael Green Woodruff. Now it opens up again. Severino. No, I keep, I'd keep Severino. Who yeah. would you rather have if you need a hitter? Alex Kirloff for Woodruff. I like Kirloff. I'll take Woodruff. I think Kirloff will like, get hurt again. I like getting people that are chronically injured. What about uh, Adam Duvall? That was the one I was thinking too, because the uh, they yeah. both in the comments here. I'm, I'm taking Woodruff. Didn't he break his wrist? Like yeah, that's that's literally risky. Yeah. Oh man, risk risky, risky. <laughs> it's risky. <laughs> Look, it's the late All night right. hour with triple. Yeah, there there's there's two pitchers I want to talk about from a dynasty perspective of what you would do in trading for them. The first is Luis Garcia. For the Astros. So he's set to undergo Tommy John surgery. He's 26 years old. So let's just say conservatively, he misses the rest of 2023 and the most of 2024. And he comes back and he's 28 years old. Mm -hmm. Playing on the Astros, who potentially still have a good offense at that point, Mm -hmm. still relatively young. Mm -hmm. What would you give up for him? Well, Jose Abreu is still going to be under contract. So you know that offense is going to be good. I, I think I think he's he's someone who I would be trying to acquire, and in a dynasty, I at this time I I'd be trying to I'd deal maybe a minor leaguer that's that's a year away for him, um, maybe not a high end one. I I try to package two two of my middle end minor leaguers for him, but I I I like him. I'd, I'd want to acquire him, but I would be trying to I wouldn't be trying to send anything. Well, maybe I guess, I guess if I'm, if my team is rebuilding, I'd still be trying to acquire them. Um, but I could, you could get rid of some low end current talent for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you guys think? I don't think you would have to give up much. And, and obviously, yeah. you know, everybody has their own dynasty league, but I feel like, the Luis kiss the Luis Garcia value was going down already to begin this year, and the Tommy John just put the nail in the coffin in whatever trade value he had. If you're mm-hmm. the owner of him, but if once again he's going to be 28 years old, um, he's going to be playing on a good offense. Somebody that I think acclimated to the pitch clock from when he got hurt to the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think it it really depends. Like if the person has in a win now. You could give them someone like – I mean, if you were in a win now this right. year, would you take Rich Hill for Luis Garcia? Rich Rich Hill hasn't been bad. No, no. You, what about like uh, – what about like um, an outfielder? Like a like – a, What about Andrew Benintendi? Andrew Benintendi. Benintendi. Who would you rather have? Like would you give up Benintendi to get Luis Garcia down the road? Mason yeah. Miller, Mason Miller. I would give a Ben attendee for Luis Garcia. What about Sonny Gray? No, I'd rather have Sonny Gray. Okay. Absolutely. He's yeah, definitely. Tariq Scoobel. Yeah. When's he coming back? This uh, year? Only God knows. <laughs> Let's see. Who was your last player, Eric? Yeah, so the last one is Kyle Wright. And I was going to have Robbie Ray, but Robbie Ray's 31 and coming off Tommy John surgery. I think that that's pretty much sunk in value at this time. But Kyle Wright, 27 years old, 
coming off a shoulder strain to begin the season, back on the aisle with that same shoulder strain, going to be out past the all-star break, but a guy that won 21 games last year. And he won someone a lot of money too. He did win someone, you know, the checks haven't been cashed yet, but I did want to give Kyle Wright a little bit of a shout out. But a guy that had the prospect pedigree was taken in the first round, 21 wins last year, going to be on the Braves team that has a great offense backing him up. What would you give for him? I don't, his value to me is like so minimal right now because. Ding, ding, ding. That's the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) His value is so minimal because he had a breakout year last year because he changed up his pitch mix and 21 wins were obviously everybody knew that was fluke. Now I'm not saying he's a bad pitcher. He's probably like a more like a high threes, low fours ERA pitcher, but right now he's got shoulder problems and like that's that's a big deal to me like in a dynasty league where i already didn't see a super high ceiling from him so like if you have Kyle Wright on your team and you're trying to sell him like you can't expect you're going to get much for him like you're you're going to probably get uh <laughs> Uncle Ted said Mike Soroka for Kyle Wright. Let me ask you, who would you rather have in a dynasty, Noah Syndergaard or Kyle Wright? Oh, Kyle, Kyle Wright. That's two. I mean, Noah Syndergaard's one foot out the league at this point. Like the Dodgers were the last. Like the Dodgers were like trying to fix him, and he still looks yeah. like he's but. Okay, who would you rather have in dynasty, Patrick Corbin or Kyle Wright? I mean, you're literally That's talking the, about the guys uh, that are at the bottom of the barrel. What about Andrew Heaney? 30, he's almost, he might be 32 now. I think I would take Kyle Wright. That's, that's a closer comparison though. What about Max Scherzer or Andrew or Max Scherzer or Kyle Wright? Oh, I mean, if you're rebuilding. That's a tough one. I'd hope to get more for Scherzer than a banged up Kyle Wright. Yeah. If I, if I could get Scherzer, for Kyle Wright, I would do that and then see if I could, if Max Scherzer turns it on again, then see if I could flip Scherzer for a better thing at, down the road. What about Josiah Gray? Kyle Wright or Josiah Gray? Gray. Yeah, I think Gray. I think Josiah Gray. I just what about to, I just Martin, Martin Perez <laughs> for Kyle Martin. Wright? That's an interesting. I think I would take That's Wright. I like That's a good one. Perez. That's a good yeah. one. I would take Kyle Wright. I would take Perez for the year. If we're going to roll it out, you know, if you're trying to win it right now. Syndergaard is joining Bauer in Japan. Nothing makes me happier than watching Trevor Bauer suck. Dude, so, I just had to say that. It's, isn't it crazy that the Mets had Syndergaard and DeGrom and uh, Matt Harvey, and it looked like they were going to be like – Zach Wheeler. Remember when the they Detroit Tigers had Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander yeah. and, you know. Doug Fister. Doug Fisher was really good. And, and Rick Porcello won the Cy Young that year. After, yeah. well, after we got rid of him. But yeah. And remember when they gave Jordan Zimmerman that big contract? Yeah. I think about <laughs> it all the time. Oh, man. That uh, was a good roundtable, Doc. Interesting mm-hmm. injury scenarios. Doe Fister. <laughs> I think the biggest thing with injuries, and you, we proved it here, Doc, is that it's a, there's a huge range of what people are willing to give mm-hmm. and like what you value. And, exactly. You know, it's it's so it's every it's every stat, every category, every league so different. But it's good to evaluate that and kind of just see because you never know. You might be able to get away with something. One of those trades that you we all laughed about. Someone might do it, especially in like a standard home league. You know, so mm-hmm. 
doesn't hurt to throw it out there. Exactly. I think, I think so many times when you're talking about trades, it's you have to put players to players to actually see if that would work. <laughs> and that's, that's the whole point of this exercise here. We have a, I didn't know Gnostic Basil was a Tigers fan. Marty, if you can't tell by his hat, is a Tigers fan. So we always give him just Welcome. a lot of crap about it. Uh, Gnostic baseball. How long have you been a Tigers fan? I'm curious as we wrap up the show. Just if Gnostic you and Marty baseball, hit me up on Twitter, Marty underscore Tallman, we can you know talk about how sad we are together and just you know try to make you can make you can co-host Marty. You can you can co-host Marty's party with him. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Tigers, a Tigers fans party. You could probably there's a lot of Tigers fans on Twitter. Like I feel like a lot more than than teams like that are usually that bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, honest. I think that when your team has been bad for a long time, you look for other outlets. So whether that's Twitter, fantasy baseball, whatever it is, just to hide the pain. So, yeah, yeah, I believe it. Oh, man. Well, it's always fun here. Thanks to everybody for hanging out in the comments. Remember, we're live every single week, usually on Thursday nights. Um, but just set the bell and you guys will get the notification when we're usually live. We love people hanging out in the chat. Uncle Ted Talks, Gnostic Baseball, Toby. Uh, uh, our guy, uh, Forrest wasn't in there tonight, but, uh, so he's hanging out in the chat too. It always makes it more fun to do the shows with you guys, uh, interacting during. So if you guys ever want to be a part of the live stream, just make sure you, uh, set the notifications for when we go live every week, we don't miss a show. So you can count Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day we'll be out there. Um, fellas, I think that's it for this week. Unless I'm missing something, um, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys, if you want to listen to the podcast version, you guys are uh, subscribed to the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Podcast Network. We have this show, we have the Fantasy Baseball Beat, and we have the call-up. So we have all your fantasy baseball needs in any way, shape, or form here. Uh, But for a little cheesecake, for Marty Party, for Doc, I'm D-Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck, and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys next week.